Hi, hi, friends. My name is Tammy, and I am a dietitian, nutritionist, and yoga teacher, and this is my podcast where I bring you life lessons from the yoga mat. I'm going to help you simplify your health and wellness journey so that you can live the life you've always wanted. I'll show you how, when you take action and do things that are good for you, often you find things that are really awesome in return. Kind of like when you find chocolate on your yoga mat. Hi, hi, and welcome back. This is episode 13, and today we are going to talk about diets and how tempting they can be and what you can do instead of relying on these cyclical diets, right? Coming back to these diets. So if you have been with me for the last 12 episodes, welcome back. This, Like I said, this is episode 13, and it's a kind of a natural segue into a new beginning as we are heading into fall. And I always feel like fall is a good time for focusing on our routines, right? And our habits and what we're doing. If you are new to the podcast, my name is Tammy and I am your host. I am a dietitian, nutritionist, and yoga instructor. And I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to help women especially women who are either entering into midlife or are kind of waking up in it without realizing how you, how the fuck did I get here, right? Because um, that was kind of me. All of a sudden one day I was, I was now closer to 100 than I was before, right? So, so when you look at, you know, midlife for women, it can be um, challenging. And as you start to head into that, I feel like the transition between 30 to 40, and then 40 to 50, those are two very different, um, those are very two, two very different times in a woman's life, right? Um, you feel when you're moving, for, or at least for me, you feel like as you move from 30 into 40, oh my gosh, this is like, like I'm starting to get old now. Things are physically changing. I hurt all the time. Everything is just different than it was before. And then as you start to transition from 40 into 50, you do not even realize how wrong you were <laughs> about how you were aging. So I really seek to help women to make that transition, to realize that it isn't the end. It is, in fact, a brand new beginning. And a lot of the little habits that we have can make this time in your life uh, be really rewarding. You don't have to have a feeling of, you know, the end is near. You can absolutely feel like this is a new beginning and it should be a new beginning because we have a lot of things to look forward to as we move into this third chapter of our lives. Okay. So enough about that. I really want to get into, um, dieting today. And when we look at, uh, you know, kind of getting back to routine and fall, right? So back to basics, back to routine, back on track, back to schedule, however you want to look at it. It's like summer was a, it was a commercial break. Summer was an interval that doesn't count for whatever reason. I don't know why we just, you know, it was a lot of non-scheduled time and, um, maybe a lot of discretions in food and perhaps we were busy, but we weren't 
physically active, you know, like we weren't concentrating on our workouts as much because we had so much other stuff going on. So when we start to look at fall and what our schedules and habits and routines are going to look at, it's, it's like a new beginning. It's like a mini new year, right? Um, and whether or not we still have kids that are going to school or are we ourselves, you know, uh, you know, if you have a career like you're a teacher and you're going back and this is like getting back to routine, even if you don't have one of those situations, a lot for a lot of us, fall is kind of that natural segue. So one of the things that comes up a lot, because I get very, very busy in the fall, um, I have a lot of new clients who are coming into me in the fall because, you know, Oh, I've had a, you know, a really great summer and now I want to get everything squared away before we head into the holidays, right? It's like this very short period of time to correct all of those indiscretions of summer before we head into another period of indiscretions. And this is kind of, um, this is the, the point of what I'm trying to say is if we're looking at life as a series of Um, indiscretions and then getting back on track from those indiscretions, we're always on this restrictive or diet cycle, right? We're always trying to get back on track and then we fall off the wagon and then we get back on it. And that's a very, I don't know, it seems like a very negative, (laughs) negative way to live to me. Uh, But what if instead of that, what if we could work in the things that we enjoy doing without feeling like we've done something wrong, without feeling like we need to have a penance to them, without feeling like we need to make up for the summer by being really good in September and October so that once November hits, we can have those indiscretions again, right? Because Christmas cookies, right? Um, You know, eggnog, all of those things. Um, We're not going to debate the the great eggnog debate, right? Whether it's gross or or something you live for, but we will get into that in in December. I promise you that. Um, <laughs> so something to look forward to. But really, when we're looking at dieting and restrictive tendencies and the habits of doing more fitness at a certain time of year or using fitness as a weight loss plan, um, you know that's that sets you up for a very negative attitude and a very negative mindset. And then eating, quote unquote, the right foods and working out enough, um, it really comes to define a punishment, so to speak. Instead of looking at every season as a whole with a and whole, W-H-O-L-E, not whole as in hole in the ground, uh, but every season as a whole, as in you can have these uh, kind of imperfect moments within them, and it's okay. It's okay because it's all part of the bigger picture. So what happens when you try to restrict? So let's talk about dieting, right? So dieting is essentially restricting calories or restricting food groups or restricting something, right? So when that happens, you have more cravings automatically. Your body notices that something's missing. um, And don't underestimate the power of your mind to notice these little nuances and then make a physical change. So what I mean by that is that when 
you say to yourself, I'm not going to eat any cookies, then your body will physically react to that and have a craving for sugar. Um, So cravings, right? Uh, When we don't eat enough, we'll crave certain things. And just restricting yourself of these things, like I'm never going to eat French fries again. And then you drive by, you know, you drive by a fast food joint and there's French fry smell in the air, you know. So there's always going to be temptations for you. And if you try to look at them as something that are bad and need to be restricted, you're going to crave them. You're going to resist for a little while. And then eventually you're probably going to give in and binge on those things. So when you restrict, you're actually uh, setting yourself up for cravings. Now, another thing that happens is you risk your nutrition, uh, maybe inadvertently. So for example, when you say, I'm not going to eat carbs. Now, a lot of carb-containing foods have some very valuable nutrition to them. Uh, energy, some you know, B vitamins, uh, lots of things come in you know, trace minerals, copper, selenium, all those kinds of things. They can be found in some of these carb-containing foods. And I'm just picking on that because it's, it's a common one, right? Um, but the same thing happens with anything that you decide to completely give up. Now, I get that, that there are sometimes times that you can't have some of those foods for, you know, like a because you have a diagnosis or whatever, and that's different. But what I'm talking about is just saying, nope, I am never going to eat anything in the high sugar food category. Um, And that's, you know, that's okay, but you have to be very conscious of the foods that you're taking away and make sure that you're still getting the nutrition that goes with that. And unfortunately, we don't always realize what we get from those foods that are valuable. Um, and then, you know, along with restricting, you can now the cravings, yes, the risking the nutritional value of whatever that food might be, uh, but then also moods. So your moods can be very much affected by the foods that you eat or choose to hold yourself back from, um, all of those kinds of things. So, you know, cravings, uh, your risk, your nutrition, your, maybe setting yourself up for some bad moods. So there's a lot of things about dieting that are very negative. And if you're trying to, you know, just trying to have a good and happy and uplifted life, that can, it can really take a lot of your energy away. So the other thing that happens is that diets aren't really sustainable. It's really hard to, um, you know, they're isolating, if they're temporary, Uh, It's hard to be on a quote-unquote diet and go out to eat with your husband or spouse or whoever it might be. It's hard to be on a diet and have occasions, right? So if, and this is where that kind of segmented look look comes from. You're going to diet your way through the fall so that you can be set up for everything that comes with the holiday season, more drinking, more eating, more, less sleep, all of those things. So you're trying to preload your healthy habits so that you can forget about them when it comes time for the holidays. So you can see where all of that is kind of setting yourself up for this, this roller coaster, this roller coaster of being quote unquote good and then bad. And then you're going to get back in the wagon and be good again. And then you're going to be bad again, um, you know, over and over and over again. 
quite honestly, that's quite exhausting. So not only is it exhausting, but it's a lot for your body to always have to be recalibrating to get back to normal, to get back on track. And this, you know, a lot of times we rely on exercise in the same way. Um, do more exercise when you're trying to cut a few pounds. Do more exercise when you're trying to uh, build muscle, boost metabolism, or just to kind of preload so that you can, um, you know, earn whatever it is that you're going to eat or earn the week's vacation of doing less fitness. Using exercise as a um, kind of a punishment almost to and, and a direct relation of a physical body outcome. When in reality, exercise is more beneficial to your mental and emotional state, um, you know, than it can be for your physical state for most of us. I mean, if you're a bodybuilder, obviously you're going to have a lot of physical outcomes there. Um, but most of us aren't, most of us aren't bodybuilding with our exercise regimen and you can become resentful right? With your exercise. Oh gosh, I just don't, I just don't feel like it. And I'm, you know, you just, over time it can be exhausting and it's really not effective when you look at exercise or dieting that way. So what is it that you can do to flip the switch on that and to look at it differently? Um, so <laughs> to begin with, we are going to talk about this in the next uh, three episodes after this one. So all month long, we're going to be talking about little pieces of how you can um, work your routine into working for you year round so that you don't have this feeling of restriction and punishment and falling off the wagon and getting back on the wagon. So we're going to look at this a lot. I'm going to break it down over the next several weeks. Uh, this week, we're really just looking at dieting and why the idea behind dieting is not serving you. So as we said, it's restrictive. It's not sustainable. It's a temporary way of looking at things. And while yes, there are seasons in our life and you know we ebb and flow, um, dieting or what we're eating should remain fairly consistent within that time. Uh, and it's super isolating, right? If you have to, you know, make time for an excessive exercise, you know, if you have to go to an hour-long workout class every evening after work, sometimes you're just going to want to go to happy hour, right? Or sometimes you want to come home and just veg out and do nothing. Um, so, or you want to sleep in, or you had a bad night's sleep because the dog was up all night and you had to be up with him, just speaking from experience. Uh, so maybe, you know, you don't necessarily look at, uh, at dieting. Okay. So what can you do instead? So let's look at routine and as a, you know, what you do most of the time, not every day. So for some of us, routine might be Monday through Friday, um, or whatever your work week looks like, right? So work week, non-work week. Um, for some of us, routine is, um, you know, like, a month, right? What happens over the course of a month, you know, um, it can be different for everyone. And for a lot of us, it relies on when we work or not. And if you're not working, uh, you probably have developed some kind of routine yourself that works for you. So when we look at our lifestyle habits, 
things that we're eating, things that we're drinking, how we're moving our body, how we're engaging in self-care, these also kind of naturally fall into, they kind of fill in that routine, right? So the first step is to build that awareness, right? What has worked for you in the past? What is working for you? And this is where your journal comes in really, really handy. And I have a really great journal, you guys, that I will put in the show notes for you. You can download. Um, But coming back to looking at what's working right now. What do you want to keep? What are you eating that's helping you to feel energized? What are you moving your, how are you moving your body that makes you feel really good? Or are you looking, so for me in the fall, I always look forward to um, getting outside for exercise more because it's not as hot and, you know, going for a run or doing those kinds of things, being outside more. Um, so what is, what works for you right now? And then once you look at what works for you, then think about what's missing, So if you want to reach a certain goal, so you want to lose weight or you want to uh, lower your cholesterol, what's missing so that you can reach that goal? Maybe it's eating more fiber-containing foods. Maybe it's, um, maybe you're not doing any exercise, so you want to add some in. What's missing? What can you add there? So you look at where you are and where you want to be and then how you can adjust along the way. All right. So, um, and instead of looking at dieting and what you're going to give up, so instead of saying, I'm not going to eat XYZ or I'm going to fast for however many hours or whatever, I'm going to skip this um, food and I'm going to do this exercise, look at what is working and how can I tweak that in the smallest way to make it work for me? How can I? make a teeny tiny little habit work for me. So like I said, we're going to get really, really deep into this over the next several episodes. I just wanted to get your brain thinking about the new season and what it looks like for you getting back to basics. And before we can get back to basics, we have to look at where we are and what basics means to us. And that's going to be an individual thing for everyone. Uh, so next week, we're going to talk about how you get started here and what you need to do to get started, um, and how you build that awareness. Uh, but for this week, I just kind of wanted to get your, wanted to get your brain thinking about routine, maybe get you over to your journal, start doing a little bit of journaling. Uh, like I said, there's that free journal that I'm going to put in the show notes for you so that you can download that and check it out. Um, you know, and get yourself going or journals are very personal. You might have a way of journaling that you like better and you can certainly do that. Uh, but you know, just get that, get the brain thinking about it as we head into this first week of September, not quite fall yet, but the first week of September. So that's all I have for you this week. Uh, just kind of getting you thinking and thinking about why we're not going to diet Uh, because as life has shown us, if we start dieting, it never works for very long. We have learned over the years that dieting is, it just makes us feel crappy. It doesn't work. So when you're tempted to head on over to the Google and put in your search, what is the best diet for women? uh, Just don't even bother because there's a better way for you to do it and you will get there faster and you will stay there at your goal longer. 
All right, my friends, like I said, that's it. That's all I have for this week. I just wanted to talk about dieting. Uh, And don't forget, I do have the masterclass, Eating Less and Moving More is really bad advice. So I will also put that down in the in the show notes for you. Just take a look because uh, maybe the mistakes that I talk about in that masterclass are something that rings true for you. And maybe you will learn something about a new way to look at creating your best routine so that you can live your best life. All right, my friends, have a fabulous rest of your week and I will talk to you next Friday.